Hello, you're listening to The Short Story, the daily podcast that will help you make sense of what is happening in STOs and crypto assets. My name is Stefan Lösch. In today's episode, we're going to go through a number of interviews where I gathered feedback on last week's consensus conference. So, I'm here with Lord Miranda from Miranda Fin Intel Consulting LLC. Hello. Hello. Hi, Stefan. How are you? Good. Thank you. So, first question is what was the one thing that you took away from, uh, from this year's consensus conference? Uh, one thing, one thing that I took away was the opportunity to network virtually with multiple people um, at the same time. It was fast. It was quick. Uh, that, that I appreciate. It was so convenient and the schedule was very convenient. Um, the platforms were very interesting. So, so the highlight of it was um, the, the ability to meet a lot of people at once. That's what I liked the most. Thank you. And so the second question, which is almost the first one, is sort of what was different about this year's networking compared to a real-life real conference? Oh, um, goodness, the ability to network uh, simultaneously. I... I was communicating one or two people at the same time. Um, and then we had group discussions and it was very convenient, um, very fast. And it was, it, it, to me, it was the convenience. I liked the virtual yeah. currency or the virtual aspect of the whole conference. Okay. Uh, so that's what I liked the most. Okay. I'm really impressed that you managed to get group meetings up the set. I only managed to get one-on-ones. So for the group meetings, you needed to have done the extra, an extra effort. How did you get the group meeting set up? I have three, I have three monitors and I pinged them on LinkedIn. And So you set this up manually. So you went over and beyond what the system was offering. You just said, look, why don't we do a group meeting? Yes. And I like the fact that you can make appointments with people virtual discussions so i made appointments 15 minutes here 15 minutes there and then others who couldn't meet with me virtually i just uh, reached out to them via linkedin it, it was perfect right. yeah right. the opportunity to set up meetings on that platform was my highlight fantastic thank you very much Lord. thank you stefan i'm here with john mclaughlin of uh, Curse Capital, um, which is a company that is operating in the DeFi space. John, may I ask you, what was your one key takeaway, your biggest learning from this year's uh, conference? Um, I actually heard a, a lot of good stuff, a, a lot of good updates about a lot of projects, but my biggest learning experience was uh, from a conversation that you and I had that I had not, not even considered before. And that's the role of professional invest, uh, investors in the space. Uh, we all know these markets are still immature and they lack liquidity. And I'm thinking the presence of anchor investors is important because you're lending confidence to individual investors since the anchor investor has done their due diligence on products uh, and uh, on projects and new companies. Um, they have a lot more money at stake so the quality of a new project or a new company 
would probably be um, of higher value since they have a lot more at stake. Um, I think that individual investors really got burnt in 2017. Um, and those people that got burnt, I'm sure they, they told their, their friends and relatives about how they got burnt. So they may not be that kind of confidence in, uh, in crypto markets. I also think that anchor investors could initially act in the capacity as, uh, as underwriters supporting market makers as, as is done in traditional investment banking. But once, uh, once that support is given, they could leave the active market uh, once, it, once it's been developed. Um, I think it's really critically important that they, they play a, a great role in, uh, in developing these markets and, and adding liquidity to them. Thanks, uh, thanks John. Uh, and second question that I had is simply about the format. What was your impression about this? I thought the re remote format was great. Um, transitions from host to speaker to next speaker might have been a bit rough, but you figure the next time that they would do that, since they have the experience of doing it, it would go a lot smoother. Um, I also think that it allowed so many more blockchain enthusiasts to participate who would not normally uh, buy a ticket to the event or fly in from around the world to attend. I thought it was really great that, um, that, that a lot more people were involved this year. Hi. So I'm here with Harrison Wright, AKA the blockchain uh, recruiter. Harrison, regarding the consensus conference, what was the one thing that you learned that you took away, the one big thing? Hi, Stefan. G great to be here. You know, I've, I've got a bit of a left field answer to this one, but I learned about this really fascinating project called Cone. It's, uh, it's software. It's about enabling decentralized organizations. So specifically what it does is creates, uh, creates an internal market within a company. So it's like uh, embedding market principles within an organization internally. So for example, there's an internal currency and departments and even individuals within the company can offer their services to other departments at market prices using this internal currency. They, you know, they have bios. Um, you can even leave reviews for them in a similar format to, for example, when you purchase services from an online marketplace like uh, Upwork or similar. So theory is it should be much easier to reward and incentivize um, actual value creation over, say, company politics. You know, as an organization grows larger, it tends to get less and less efficient. And you know, the percentage of actual productive work which gets done shrinks dramatically. So the aim, the aim as I can see it of Cohen is, is largely to resolve that problem. Um, it's a pretty radical concept. I, I wouldn't like to make a judgment call or on whether or not it's going to catch on. But I'm really, really interested to keep an eye on it where it goes. And, uh, you know, as well, if, if Cone or, or something like Cone is the thing that heralds the start of a radically new kind of organization for the 21st century. Okay, so just to make this clear, this uh, podcast is not sponsored or in any way related to Cone. And this was uh, <laughs> just um, Harrison's uh, opinion. But it's also an interesting, interesting thing that it, it shows that specific companies can make a real impression when uh, when participating in these kind of conferences.
So second question, the format was quite unique in that everything was online and especially the networking was online. Uh, what was your impression uh, with respect to this? Yeah, I was really impressed with it. Uh, I was much more impressed with it than I expected to be. Um, I've attended you know, quite a number of virtual events in the past and I've, I've run a couple myself as well uh, in a past life. But you know, compared to this, they were pretty rudimentary. You know, usually it was you know, in essence, a string of webinars strung together that you could sit at continuously and the speakers rotated in and out. But you know, this was something completely different. The, the networking functionality was, was seriously impressive. It even managed to capture a small element of the feeling of actually being there, um, especially on the first day when they had the 24-hour live stream. I just had it on my laptop in a corner <laughs> running in the background. So it kind of felt like I was there while I was, you know, but while I was getting on with work as well. It was, it was really cool. I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping it becomes a trend even when we don't need this, this kind of format anymore. Mm -hmm.